Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. This month, we're celebrating a huge milestone, the 20th anniversary of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series. As a special thank you for your love and support, visit don'tsweat.com for a free download of a beautiful original image featuring an inspirational quote perfect for your desktop or mobile device. Carry a little pick-me-up with you everywhere you go with this lovely gift from Christine and the team. Hi, and welcome back to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Well, before we begin, let's start with our golden pause. So wherever you are, just sit comfortably with your hands open on your lap and your feet uncrossed if you're sitting in a chair. And if you're seated on the floor, just sit upright Indian style. And just bring your shoulders back a little bit so that your heart is open. And if you're driving, of course, pay attention to the road and don't close your eyes. That's the obvious thing, but just use this as a breathing exercise to calm yourself down and relax. So let's go ahead and begin to breathe. As you breathe in, breathe in through your nose and allow your chest and your belly to expand, taking in the fullness of your breath. And as you exhale, Just let go and just relax. Just allow yourself this time to be peaceful and calm and in your breath. This time as you breathe in, breathe in golden sunlight, pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, all the way to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. Just allow your whole body to fill with golden sunlight. And as you exhale, just relax a little deeper. Now as you breathe in, breathe in love and fill your whole body with love, just pure love. Fill your head with love, your heart with love, your whole body. And as you exhale, let go of fear and let go of any tension you feel, allowing your body to relax even deeper. This time as you breathe in, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart. Just spend a few breaths in complete gratitude. And it could be thinking of something somebody recently said to you or something they did for you. Could be just sitting here right now taking this time for yourself. And just breathe and feel the amazing feeling of what it feels like to be grateful. And as you take one more deep breath in of golden sunlight and gratitude, filling your heart and your lungs with pure gratitude and golden sunlight, just go ahead and exhale and open your eyes. Wow, so I am so excited to be coming back to our series on celebrating 20 years of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. I mean, really, 20 years, that just seems like, it feels like a blink of an eye to me, and it feels like 20 years. (laughs) It feels like both. It's gone by super fast, and boy, hasn't it been a journey. If you think about the last 20 years for yourself, it is quite a journey, isn't it? We are celebrating the movement that it's been to surrender the small stuff and live the big stuff and don't sweat the small stuff. 
And I'm super excited. I've, you know, picked some very special people to um, bring on this podcast series. And they all have really one thing in common. Well, many things in common. But the one thing that many of these people have in common is they have a don't sweat the small stuff story. Like it's that it had an impact on them. And I asked them to remember where they were and in their lives when they read the book and and how did it influence them. And then I'd like to talk about this very special person. I've had him on the podcast before. I loved our last interview. It was for the Your Health is Your Wealth series. It's Tony Horton. He is the wildly populator, popular creator. Populator. You're a populator, Tony. <laughs> He's the wildly popular creator of the best-selling fitness series P90X, P90X2, P90X3, and 10-Minute Trainer. Tony is a world-class motivational speaker and the author of the top-selling books, Bring It, Crush It, and his latest motivational book, The Big Picture, 11 Laws That Will Change Your Life. He has appeared on countless television programs as a fitness and lifestyle expert to promote healthy living through exercise and proper nutrition. Tony believes that real and lasting change can happen when we commit to health as a lifestyle. Exercise, whole foods, and the right mindset is the formula that leads to a vibrant, productive, and full life for anyone who focuses on being the best they can be. Welcome back, Tony. It's so nice to have you on the podcast again. Thank you. Well, I'm you know, such a big fan of yours and a big fan of Richard and, and, and the whole philosophy about not sweating the small stuff because uh, most of my childhood and young adulthood was filled with sweating all things, especially the small stuff. So I learned a lot from wow. these last 20 years. It's been pretty great. Wow. So when you say most of your childhood was spent sweating the small stuff, what does that mean? Does that mean you were like a massive perfectionist? No, God, I wish I were that lucky. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I had that sort of discipline. No, I was just, I was fretting a lot about almost anything, everything. So pretty, pretty much kept me from really trying new things and meeting new people and going new places. And, uh, and being a productive I, I I hid in the shadows um, because I was just freaked out about, you know, just the simplest things, you know, the simplest things about just getting up and getting ready in the morning and being on time and uh, saying something silly in a conversation. You know, I used to judge it all, all the time. And uh, it was it was no way to live. Well, you know, that is so amazing because – you are such the kickback, you know, happy, go lucky, just, I mean, you, you say goofy, funny things all the time in your workout tapes. And that is amazing how far you have come and how much you've really grown into yourself, I would say. Um, that's a great place to start. So how did you come across Richard's work and where were you at and what at, at a time in your life, where were you when you came across Don't Sweat the Small Stuff? I would say it was probably my my mid to late 20s, and I had been out in California only for a short time, out from Connecticut, and I was making my way as, a, as, a, as an actor and young uh, fitness professional. I was working on those two careers sort of simultaneously, and um, God, I wish I could remember the person that recommended the book. You know, most of the most of the personal development books that I ever read in my life were usually as, as a result of of chatting with a friend. You know, because this is way before the internet, and 
and um, and Skyping and podcasting and Facebook yeah, and Instagram yeah. and Twitter. And so, you know, it was just a word of mouth thing. And and uh, I was starting to hang around some people that were looking to improve themselves. And, um, you know, we used to get together with a, with a couple of groups uh, a couple times a month. And uh, we would have, you know, sort of a book review. And uh, I'm not sure who it was, but I'm sure it was under one of those circumstances. Somebody would say, hey, if you just want to really – Great reads, some basic fun stuff uh, with a, with a sense of humor, and and uh, I think the person I remember the when I was when I was told this was a good series for me to read, um, they just said that I would really like the style of writing, and so uh, and that was true, and uh, and they were you know a lot of personal development books that I had collected over over the years on the shelves I wouldn't get past the third, fourth, or fifth chapter. You know, the great stuff about Richard's stuff was it just it was easy to get from from front to back. You know, it was easy to just kind of get all the way through it. And there was so much great takeaway. And he got to the point relatively quickly. You know what I mean? He was a great writer. He really was. And it was, you know, I think I got so much out of it. Uh, And, um, you know, add that to my quiver of of experiences, his his writings uh, as a means to you know, get off my butt and be more productive and not, and, uh, and not sweat all the silly little things I used to sweat. Yeah. Because isn't it so much of life about just really keeping it in perspective and, you know, you talk a lot about mindset and it isn't the basis of a healthy mindset is, is really keeping life in perspective. Like you can't aspire to being a super creative person, even if you're not really feeling uptight and stressed out. Right. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, not, not even, um, I, I wouldn't even begin a project, you know, I would write a lot of things down and I just didn't have the courage to kind of go to the next step and the next step, step and see things through, you know, actually seeing the goals and, and fulfilling my, my obligations to, you know, to move to the next level. And, you know, um, I just didn't, there were so many opportunities that were coming my way, but I wasn't, I didn't have the confidence um, to see them through, unfortunately, but, but I began to just, uh, you know, forget all that nonsense and, uh, and just get busy and not be so attached to the outcome and enjoy the journey more and, uh, understand that falling down is, is part of the learning process. And, and a lot of that came from, uh, from the early don't sweat the small stuff, uh, books, you know? Yeah. Cause they kind of, they're, they have a way, the thing that people have written in over the years is really common and that, um, a lot of people just feel like life is pretty scary, you know? And the, the common theme that I keep hearing is that, wow, I read this book, even a young woman just read it, you know, like, I don't know, I got a letter a month ago and she said, I, I was, she's like in her teens and she said, I picked up this book and I read it and suddenly life wasn't so scary anymore. Well, there you go. And it, and I think that's so much of it. When you stop being scared about anything in life, or even you're, you, I mean, sometimes we're more scared of our success even than we are of our failure. I mean, that that's actually a really common one that we wonder what will be like if we, you know, if we embark on a super successful life even. Um, but when you stop being scared and you start getting really present in your life then you start getting really effective, don't you? I mean, you get, you get much more effective and your energy is moving in, in a way that's very present moment, but drives you forward in such a, uh, in a way that is so, you know, you can create something, you can fulfill something. And I think 
you're moving towards your human potential, which is really, you know, that to me, that's the meaning of happiness when we're fulfilling our human potential and we're doing that through finding our life purpose and our life work. Um, that's when we're the happiest. And I'm sure that's probably what you found too, isn't it? That you got really happy when you started feeling like you were fulfilling your life purpose. I'd say that's true for sure. And, and you know, when I was fretting a lot and freaking out a lot and stressing out a lot, it just, it just zapped all my energy. You know what I mean? I put so much energy into, um, uh, being stagnant and, uh, overthinking things, you know, and, uh, there was no productivity. There was no creativity. There was, there was no movement forward. There was no change. There was, there was no transformation that comes from that. It was just good old fashioned fear and fretting and angst. And so when you, you know, when you learn the simple rules about, you know, about learning to, to release all that stuff and not be so attached to the outcome and not be so fearful of other people's opinions and, and, uh, and not listening to the naysayers in your life and um, really beginning to take control and keeping your expectations down initially, you know, and, and, uh, and just showing up. And, and those simple things um, that I've learned along the way certainly uh, allowed me to grow, you know, so much. I look at, I look at my life right now compared to how it was, uh, you know, 20 years ago when, when, geez, 20 years ago, that's amazing. It's hard to believe that when I picked up don't sweat the small stuff. Twenty years ago, I was in I was in a bad way. <clears throat> I was beginning to move forward. I mean, I had some Wayne Dyer stuff and some Deepak Chopra stuff, and I was you know doing Tony Robbins tapes and whatnot. But but uh, you know you take what resonates and you leave behind what doesn't. And uh, I have to say that don't don't sweat the small stuff was one book that I just held on to a lot. You know, I, I carried it in my car and I brought it with me when I traveled. It was just my little Bible, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would say that uh, Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, was, was another one. It was just, it just was common sense. Like, you know, when I read Richard's stuff, I thought, oh, of course. You know what I mean? I mean, I love Gary Zukoff, too, but, oh, my God, you have to read a paragraph 15 times and then go meditate for an hour to figure out what the heck he's talking about. I know our Eckhart Tolle <laughs> but, is the same way. But, uh, not that that's a bad thing. I yeah. mean, there's just so much value in that as well. And, and you want to try to, you know, you want as much variety in your personal development as possible because you want to be well-rounded. But, you know, Richard's stuff was just easy and, 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 and had common sense. And, like, you know, if you look at my programs and, you know, my book, The Big Picture, uh, there's a lot of humor in it. There's a lot of comments. Like, a lot of people read it and go, well, it's not like there's anything in there I didn't already know. And, but I just wasn't applying any of it, right. you know what I mean, to any yeah. category of my life. And so, you know, that was the big change for me. Just, I used to be so afraid of, of not succeeding, like you say, not achieving some level of success. But I was also, uh, you know, tremendously afraid of, of not having things going so, going so well initially and, you know, and falling down and making mistakes. And I don't care about any of that stuff anymore. I don't, you know, I mean, I've got 21 failed businesses since the success of P90X. Mouthguards, insoles, home delivery food, food in 7-Eleven, TV pilots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, uh, it's over and over and over again. So what? Yeah. So what? <clears throat> you got, what are you going to do, stop and, and just go, well, woe is me? No, you know I mean? I have a skin and hair care line that's coming out, and we've got another rendition. It's different than the first one. first one did pretty well, but, you know, we wanted to make some changes, so we just keep evolving. I mean, that's life. Life is is filled with 
constantly staying as curious as possible, finding out what information resonates or doesn't, grab onto the stuff that seems to work for you regardless of what anybody else says and what you're supposed to do, and just move with that for a while. Oh, and by the way, it's going to change because the world changes and you change and you age and, and you know, it's just, and then, oh, okay, well, if that happens, then how do you, how do you become the chameleon? You know, how do you become Madonna and reinvent yourself? Um, uh, and if you do that, you know, I mean, here I am 58 years old and I've been with uh, our company Beachbody for 18 years and, and I'm still around, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people in my industry that aren't, you know, I mean, you can name dozens of people who were famous five, 10, 15, 20 years ago and they're all gone. And it's for any number of reasons. They didn't reinvent themselves. They didn't want to evolve. They didn't want to transform more, transform. They didn't want to become efficient in other types of, of businesses and philosophies and methods and techniques. And, you know, if you stay curious and you hang out with cool, new, young people who are living, you know, living on the at the edge a little bit, then, uh, uh, you know, the transformation is going to be hard, but it was hard at the beginning. It's always going to be hard. So, are you, you know, you're willing to put the time and effort into it, I guess. I think that's a really good point, you know, that it's the curiosity piece, you know, and, and it's, and it's the, also the other big point that you're making is the fear piece, you know, being curious and then overcoming any fear that you have that you might fail or that you might not find that thing or that you might not be able to take that next step, you know, that to not let that to, to walk through anyways. Cause I always say there's plenty of fear, you know, courage isn't the absence of fear. It's stepping forward anyways. Exactly. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be so courageous. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a, a superstar right away. You don't have to kind of create this persona um, that says I can conquer all. You know what I mean? I, I know a lot of people that like myself that were, you know, really troubled and had rough childhoods and had alcoholism and dysfunction in their family and were, you know, had speech issues and, and learning issues and, and all that stuff when they were when they were younger, but they just, you know, they got into the personal development field. They picked up, you know, various books, went to various seminars, read read Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and and went, oh wow, this is. I mean, you know, I mean, look at life. You don't go from first grade to to uh, grad school. No, you know, there's no. a series of events that has has to happen from first to second to third and beyond. And there's a process, and there's a process with this as well. And it takes time. I mean, if you think, you know, if you if you're Focus on on your listening skills and you're patient and you take the path of the tortoise as opposed to the hare and you keep showing up and you have empathy, empathy for yourself and others, um, then there'll be this really beautiful, gradual, in a lot of cases, uh, growth process that, that that's transformative. And, and that's, I think, what what we're here for. Too many of us are done after high school and college. You can't figure out why everything goes downhill after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's because you stopped learning. You stopped learning. You hung out with the same people who got the same problems, who bitching, bitching, moan about the same stuff. And, you know, go to a rock climbing class or singing class or a piano lesson or a dance class or, or you know, pick up Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Or if you want, if you want your brain to smoke, get, get some... Uh, <laughs> Gary Zukov, whatever, you know what I mean? You yeah. have to, it's, it's, it's curiosity, exploration, application. That's what it is. Those, that's, that's how you get there. 
So what is what it, what do you pick up these days for your own personal growth work? Because I know I I do something personal growth oriented, like kind of a deep dive every single year. I do a workshop where I'm a participant or some sort of kind of deep process. What do you do every like? What's your personal growth process now, Tony? You know, for me, for me right now, it's mentors. It's just finding mentors that I really love and that I respect. You know, I mean, I look at uh, I look at Carl Dykler, the CEO of our company. You know, and the guy's just so smart and he's so ambitious and he's so hardworking and he's he's also really laid back and he's got a great attitude. So I, you know, I try to get in conversations with him as much as possible. I'm always looking to him for, you know, how to build my businesses outside of Beachbody. I've got a friend Ben Ben Vandebunt who's been a who's been a muse of mine for decades. He's you know he's a super successful guy. Another one that manages manages these huge businesses, has tons of employees, um, and he's just a great people person still. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he seems to stay incredibly centered, you know, while doing that. And uh, another one is Brendan, Brendan Brazier. Brendan Brazier's uh, the, the creator and founder of Vega. You know, Vega is probably at the end cap of every Whole Foods in the country, along with every healthy, healthy, now they got it, in, they got it in CVS, they got it in Costco, they got it everywhere, you know, and and he's here's a, here's a guy who who's built this empire. I mean, obviously he's had a lot of help, but he's one of the most laid back, relaxed, centered, mellow guys you ever met, you know. And then I think another one is, is Brendan Bouchard. Brendan Bouchard is the number one online course developer in the world, you know. And so and uh, I, I was just you down. Did a, you did a webinar with him recently. I, I did a webinar him. with Brendan, and I was just down in San Diego promoting my course in front of 2,000 of his fans for a, one of his academies down in San Diego, and I got an hour up on stage and nice. on to go do that. And uh, so we developed this thing called Living Large with Tony Horton, and it's based uh, mostly on the book, but we sort of, you know, we we expounded on the book a little bit more. We took sort of the, the, the essence of, I think, six pieces of the book, not all 12, because the course would have been, you know, two, you know, hours and hours and hours. So we just took, you know, a purpose and a plan and accountability and, and, um, and balance and, uh, goal setting and, you know, some of the basic stuff in the book and, and built a course. Nice. So all you got to do is just kick back, you know, fill out some worksheets, watch me, you know, learn and laugh. And so that's been my, you know, been my, uh, my way of sort of, uh, moving forward in my career. I love that. Where can um, where can folks find that course? Uh, you go to TonyHortonLife.com, um, and you know you, you find the tab that you know tells you that there's a you know the, the uh, Living Large with Tony Horton course, and um, and you can start right away. You sign up, and boom, you're and uh, you have to print uh, about eighty three pages. So be prepared to get your ink your ink cartridge full. Because um, these these worksheets are essential to the course. I mean, even, even if you just sit and watch it, you know, there's going to be a lot of great intel. You know, it'd be like reading one of, uh, don't sweat the small stuff book, but it's you know it's audio, and there's six different sections, and um, there's a lot of writing to do if you decide to do that, and you can get it all at Tony Horton Life. Yeah. Nice. But, you know, I um I met Brendan at um I went to an event several many years ago and. Somebody introduced us, and he, when he heard my name, he it was really cute. He just kind of fell to my feet. It was so adorable, and 
he was like, oh my God, I loved Richard so much. And I, I used, I've read your newsletter, you know, for so long and you've made me cry so many times. <laughs> I just love that guy. He's just a real golden person. He is, he is, you know, uh, he's just as authentic a person. I mean, after the event, right, we went out and we had dinner in his room and I met his mom and his sister, his sister and brother both worked for him. And we just hung out at dinner and just talked about the night and talked about the course and talked about life in the world and politics and all of it. You know what I mean? And he's just, um, you know, I mean, some people are, they, they present themselves a certain way to the public and then in their private life, they're a little bit different or strange. Yeah. And yeah. he's the same guy. I mean, you met him, you know, and uh, he's just got so much to do, so much to say to help people. And, you know, Tony Robbins goes to him for advice and, and Oprah oh, Winfrey has done two courses with me, and Ariana Huffington, and Usher, and so yeah, you know, the fact that I got to go to Portland and hang out with just him and and uh, and his crew and my wife who stayed at his home and they put me up in his place, and uh, it was it was a really spectacular learning experience for me, you know what I mean? And yeah, and like loved, I, and I guess part of what too. I want to say is he you know it's great. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, he loved you too. He used to talk. I mean, I remember like he he said on the webinar thing that he did. He was he had done P90X. So, you know that must be a really good feeling for you to know how many people you've affected in their fitness over the years too. Yeah, I, I think that's you know I mean he he'd been through P90X and he had that experience and he saw my my teaching techniques and my humor and the fact that that he said you know one of the one of the nicest compliments i ever got from Brennan was i felt like i you were in the room with me I, yeah. I felt like i was part of the crew you know and even though you were just a guy on the screen it almost in a strange way felt like i could see him <laughs> which is which uh, you know uh i told him i could uh, very clearly and that he <laughs> needed to redecorate because uh, i didn't like that lamp in the corner no um <laughs> But, uh, but which is a really nice feeling, you know, and, and uh, um, so I, I'm blessed certainly to have had to have these mentors and coaches in my life. And my wife is another one. I'm, you know, Sean, I know you've, Christine, you've met, we've talked to Sean on more than one occasion. And she's such a sweetheart. She's such a bright light in my life. And, you know, one of the things I talk about in the book, I talk about the course is finding your tribe, you know what I mean? And looking who, who in your life is not really helping you um move forward helping you grow helping you stay curious helping you uh you know go after c certain goals and challenges and and who is and so at some point you know you've got to make a decision because you really do become the people in your life and so if you've got wannabes and naysayers and, and inactive people who are drinking and smoking and and just you know not being as productive as they can be, then then you have to ask yourself whether you want to keep them around or you want to find a new a new crew. So, um, and Shauna, I'm just so lucky to have her in my life. She's such a star. Ah, oh, that's wonderful. It's wonderful when you can be married to, you know, um, your best friend that also is a great partner to you. You know, and you guys can clearly you do your business together, and and um, and that's a really unique relationship that can can do all those things. Yeah, it's right. It's true, you know, and I talk about it in the course, you know, and not, hey, look, I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm not an expert in that, but I just, I just tell people what works for me. Yeah. You know, and what works for me partly is the fact that I found the right gal because, you know, even though we have a few things that are not in common, we have quite a few that are. Yeah. And our whole thing is, is love and support. I mean, it sounds almost so basic. It's, it's crazy. But, you know, I, I don't think of myself first. 
I think in past relationships I did, and I certainly know in past relationships, some of the women that I was with thought about themselves at first, but she's not like that. You know, she's just, what can you and I do as a unit to improve both of our lives and build your businesses and change more people's lives? And it's a very selfless approach to, to the relationship and to, to, you know, building my brand and my career. Unlike in the past, where we've got two people who are just kind of looking out for themselves and seeing, you know, how much they can get the other person to do for them. And that's just no way to live. So yeah, that's one. Uh, I got lucky. Fifty-seven years later, I, I waited <laughs> long enough. Fully count, but it was worth the wait. Well, and also, I mean, there's a maturity, you know, that I mean, you get to a certain place in your life where you just realize that when you have that mutual support, you're just you're just that much stronger. It's it's just especially when it's the right person. I mean, but it is. It takes it takes the compatibility factor and the same values and certainly being a reflection of health for each other, that really helps. So I think it's it's wonderful that you found that, and congratulations to both of you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're very fortunate. We, we started on the same page, and we're still, in some respects, on that same page. You know, nothing nothing has changed. I think a lot of times what happens in a relationship is, is one person is trying to stay the same while the other one's trying to change them, and vice versa. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's certain aspects about her that, that, you know, when I first started seeing her, I thought, well, it'd be nice if this was different or that was different. You know what I mean? And and then I would, I should, uh, I would, uh, you should her occasionally. And uh, you and should never come out of my mouth. I don't think those two words in a row come out of my mouth in the last six or seven years. Oh, so. that's great. <laughs> they have no purpose in our relationship at all. That's you know, great. and we, great. we both understand that. And so, so there's constant growth. There's constant, you know, like we'll look at each other and go, oh my God, are we more in love than then even a year ago, how's that possible? You know, and we just play by the rules, right? Because we know that, that certain types of behavior work and certain type doesn't. So we do the stuff that does. Well, that's great. That's awesome. Well, Tony, I just want to thank you so much for coming on my podcast and just having this friendly chat. And, you know, this is just such a very poignant time um, for our series. The publisher is repackaging all the books right now. And they're going to look like a, a totally different animal. So I'll send you one. I'll send you cop a new copy so you have a brand new copy for your library. Uh, Christine, I would love that. Oh, my God, <laughs> I would love that. That would mean a lot to me. Uh, and you'd have to sign that, of course. That would, you know, that way, um, if I ever get in financial trouble, I can sell it on eBay for 40 bucks in 20 years. Well, I, I certainly will. I'll <laughs> sign it for Richard. But, yeah, for sure. And just thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I loved your story. And I just love, um, you know, just how you are. You're just such an authentic guy. And, you know, in this world of personal growth, that really matters that, you know, people who step out as a personal growth leader really need to you know, be in themselves in a very real kind of way and, and really walking their talk. And you certainly do. And that was one of the many reasons why I wanted to have you on in celebration of this 20 year mark. So thank you so much. Well, you know, that means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. I, I think you know, I quite often have met people. I've really, I've read their books or met them in person and you come away going, wow, that was weird. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, to me, it just seems so much easier to just be the same all the time. It doesn't seem as much work as trying to be two different people. So that means a lot, and I thank you. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And I just want to thank all our listeners for listening in and celebrating the 20-year mark um, of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Thanks so much, and come back again. 
Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with Christine Carlson. Visit DontSweat.com for your free download of a beautiful original image featuring an inspirational quote ready to make its home on your desktop or mobile device. 